Welcome to Align and Hustle. I'm your host, Kathy Spence, photographer, entrepreneur, and brand strategist. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring conversations that will help you expand your mind, align with your purpose, and take action towards creating a life you love. Are you ready? Let's do this. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Align and Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Spence, and today I am so excited because my guest today is my friend, Kelsey Silvanetto, who is a yoga and meditation coach, who is here to help us get started with meditation because we find ourselves now in the second month of 2021, and some of us are breaking the promises that we've made to ourselves with our goals and our New Year's resolutions. So I am excited to share some tips and tricks that can help you stay on track. But before we get started, I would like to share something with you. I am working on something very special. It is called Align and Hustle, the class. It's a four-week program to creating your personal brand, but I really believe it's four weeks to connecting to your truest, most authentic self. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that it is my mission to help women show up for themselves as themselves in business and in life. And I want that for you, beauty. I want you to embrace who you are, to own your power, to wake up every day with enthusiasm and joy. I want this for you. It's my mission. And if you are ready, I would love for you to join me as a founding member in Align and Hustle, the class. I will link the information in the show notes. I truly believe the world needs more of who you really are. It's your time, beauty. I'd love to see you there. Now let's get back to the episode. I am reading, or I am rereading, Limitless by Jim Quick. Um, The reason I'm rereading it is because the first time I read on Audible. And like I said in the previous episode, when I want to learn something or I need to highlight, I buy the book. And there was a quote in the book by Les Brown that says, life has no limitations except the ones you make. And, you know, this is how I thought about meditation. I used to think, you know, this was something I couldn't do. Um, It's, I can't quiet my mind. And I put limits around it. I put limits in my mind about what it is. And I'm excited today to chat with my friend Kelsey because we not only does she help us get started with meditation, but she helps us to be mindful of the information that we take in and she shares some ways to self-care in the face of uncertainty, which we're all dealing with right now. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Kelsey Silva Neto. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm feeling a little drained with the current global situation, but you know, for today, this moment, I'm doing really well. Okay. But wait a second. If this is drained, I need to see you on a bad day because like on a good day, because you look stunning. You're glowing. How are you? You live in the UK and you're, well, it must be the Canadian skin. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's also a lot of concealer. Like, let's not pretend that this is my bare face. <laughs> okay, so at least you're being honest. I'm like, so, I'm without makeup. I like, I just kind of rolled. I woke up this morning at 5 a.m. and I just kind of have been going nonstop with the kids at home. It's been a little bit 
hectic sometimes, you know, you can't have expectation. You just kind of have to flow with the day. Absolutely not. Especially now it's like, there's no separation between work and home and family and social. It's just all in one space. And I found that so much harder to manage. And it's not just that. I feel like every, when you're at home too, every day kind of rolls into the next, it's like the same day over and over. It, it really does feel that way. It's eerie. It's strange. And a year has gone by because I feel like I can't, and my daughter's birthday is coming up. And I remember um, when we first locked down last year, that's already almost a, like, it's almost a whole year. It's been, cra- yeah. it's crazy how fast time is going. Yeah. It's strange that like, I feel like my perspective on time this year has really shifted just each day feels like it simultaneously drags on and flies by. And exactly. I, still, I still can't wrap my head around the idea that we've been doing this for a year because in some ways it feels like this has been, this has always been my reality and this will always be my reality. And in some ways it feels like it, this all just happened. Mm-hmm. And it's so different, right? It's so different from life as we once knew it. So yeah. I try not to focus on it too much because I always want to, you know, look for the silver lining. And so my dear, tell everyone what it is. So we met in a mastermind together and we've remained friends because we were the Canadian connection. Yes. Do you remember going out for dinner that time when you were in Toronto? Of course. Yes. We went to that Italian restaurant, didn't we? But that seems like such a long time ago. How long ago was that? That was... April of 2019. Really? That feels like eons ago. Nearly two years ago. Doesn't that feel like 10 years ago? I don't even, I feel like (laughs) I've become, I feel like since that time I've been three separate people. Like I've just, yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast because we're still in touch with the girls from the mastermind and you just laid out this knowledge that just seemed to ground everyone and kind of bring us back from all the chaotic noise that's running in our heads. So tell everyone about who you are, what it is that you do and who you help. And then we're going to get into your, your just all of your knowledge and goodness. Oh, thank you so much. That really means a lot. Um, I am a yoga and meditation teacher. Um, I've been teaching since about 2013 on and off. And then in 2017 went full time. Um, So when we were in that mastermind together, that's what I was doing full time. Um, Now I have decided to return to university, do a bit of a career shift, um, and get into psychology with the intention of combining yoga, meditation, and more traditional science-based therapies like psychological therapy. Okay. So is that why, well, one question, did you pivot because of the pandemic or did you pivot because of something personal? The pivot came before the pandemic. Um, I decided to enroll in university, I guess it would have been what summer of 2019, Mm -hmm. right around the time that our um, mastermind was coming to an end. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously with the pandemic now, it, you know, despite it being challenging, being a mature student uh, in university in the UK during a pandemic, um, the timing of it has all worked out 
really well. Are you mostly online? We are all online. All uh, online. Okay. Last semester, we had some in-person stuff, but you know, very limited. Um, but now the entirety of the UK is all online. So let's unpack your teaching as a yoga instructor. Because in this whole situation that we find ourselves in, I'm noticing that a lot of, well, what you mentioned in our group chat is that a lot of people are are lacking the motivation to try new things and to maybe see themselves in a different way because everything's so heavy right now. Mm. Do you find that there are certain things that we can, like, why is that? Why is that? Why do we set these goals at the beginning of the year in January? And I know nothing really has changed. Just the number on the calendar has changed. But why are people finding it a little bit harder to stay motivated on those new year goals than they would in the past? Yeah, I think the challenge that comes is, well, I suppose it's twofold. Um, I believe the first thing that I outlined in the group was, you know, we're all kind of going through this collective trauma, essentially, um, and everyone is experiencing it in different ways. You know, we're all wired completely differently. Um, and what the my experience of the pandemic is going, that's going to be different from my brother's experience, my partner's experience, your experience. So we're all going through this collective trauma. We're all kind of in this survival mode, even though we may have food on the table, we may be, you know, financially secure. There is, there is such a degree of uncertainty that we're all kind of in, in a bit of panic, searching for some level of safety. And then on top of that, um, there's this kind of societal pressure to, you know, especially in January, this talk of resolutions and, and making changes and being better. And, you know, it's almost like whenever we feel moments of discomfort, which I think this whole year has been for mm-hmm. all of us, um, we want, we want to change it. We want to get out of it and we want to shift it. So we go, okay, I'm going to set a goal to, I don't know, accomplish this, or I'm going to get busy doing this. And, and what actually ends up happening is you're just adding more onto your plate. So, you know, I shared a lot of this with our group because I wanted to help all of us contextualize why we might be struggling, why we might be finding that our clients are struggling to find the motivation right now Mm -hmm. and to normalize that and to say that that's okay. Because I don't think as a society, we're very comfortable with discomfort and with sitting in it and being in it and feeling it. Mm. Yeah. See, I found that this whole last year was a lot of sitting with myself and really uncovering what it is that I want out of life going forward because it really shifted what matters and, and put a whole new different perspective on my life. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's kind of a, like with anything, there are blessings and there are curses, you know, we wouldn't have had the space and the time Mm -hmm. to sit in all of these feelings and to examine what we do want moving forward 
because we, you know, you have to go here and do this. Maybe you commute to work. Maybe you've, you know, got to take the kids here, there, everywhere, soccer practice, hockey practice, you know? So as uncomfortable as it is, it has opened up space to think a little bit deeper, but it also is extremely challenging to do that. If you've either never done it before, or you, um, don't know how to cope with that state of crisis and that's okay. You know, I saw a funny, <laughs> I'm going to go off a little bit. Cause I saw a funny, my husband sent me a TikTok. I'm not on TikTok because I thought, Oh my God, if I get on here, I'm never, I'm just going to waste my whole life on TikTok. So I don't have that app, but my husband periodically will send me little clips or videos. And there was this woman from the UK actually, and she was showing, you know, lockdown March, 2020 to lockdown January, 2021. And at first it was, oh, I'm so grateful to be home with the kids and for this time that I always craved. And then <laughs> the, the new version is locking herself in the bathroom and just screaming, give me one minute, just give me <laughs> one minute. Or yeah, how hard can it be to homeschool my kids? And then it shows her on the phone this year, like on the call with a teacher like where are you get on there <laughs> and, and even with your own relationships in in your you know with your husband or whatever last year was was oh I'm so I'm dressed up wearing that new lingerie and heels and now it's like don't she's in a robe and her hair's a mess and she's like don't touch me I haven't shaved my legs in six months or something like it's just I want to look at the bright side like I was last year, but it just, this made me laugh because it helped me see that I'm not the only one that, you know, maybe this year I'm a little bit more well-equipped to prepare myself for what's coming, but I'm not in the same mindset as I was. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. And I think I feel the same way. I think last year it was like, okay, this is temporary. We can get through it. Like it'll be fine. And now I'm getting a bit of positivity fatigue Mm -hmm. where Where now I just want to be real. Like, yeah. Like, and I, and the F-bombs are coming out quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah. As they should, as they should, you know? (laughs) Well, and plus you're in the UK. So the weather's not great. I'm in in Canada, in, in Toronto, we have a snowstorm today as we're recording this. So that makes it hard too, right? When you can have nowhere to go. Like my friends in California and Arizona are not, are not facing these same issues just for mm-hmm. environment. They have the ability to leave their house. Yeah. I think that does make it tough as well. Just not having the access to the outdoors because it really does brighten your mood. I know it's so cheesy, but you know, no, but those were the things that helped me in the lockdown last year because I was able in March and April, it was spring. So I was able to go outside. I was able to run. I was able to walk. I was able to spend time with the kids or whatever. And, but we were doing things now. It's like, you're just, I don't know. You're just kind of there. You're just stuck. Yeah, absolutely. It's all I want to say stuck. I want to say I need the tools to help me get through this more than I did last year. Yeah, that's, you know what, that's a really good reframe, actually, because it is, it is significantly, it requires more energy to get out when you have the weather to fight on top of your own emotions and Mm. managing your children or your partner and, you know, all the other stuff going on. So I suppose that is a good point is just getting more tools 
So what can you, how can you help us? Because I need some help on meditation. And as a yoga teacher, I knew you were the girl to talk to about this because I try and I know it's a lifelong process and I won't be enlightened in the first year. (laughs) (laughs) Still not enlightened. Okay. But I know it helps me because I did try just quieting the mind for a few moments a day helps. Take us through like what what can meditation do for us on like share your knowledge here. Sure. Um, I think, okay, I will preface this by saying that most people struggle with meditation. It's not something that comes naturally to us, especially in the world that we currently live in. Um, and It's also going to depend a little bit on your personality and physiology, the way that you, um, you know, someone who's like really type A, go, 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 is going to have to approach their practice. That's me. Yes. (laughs) So we would have to approach our practice differently than somebody who say tends a little bit more towards being really chilled and like kind of just sits around and watches TV all day. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but just that that's the way that they cope. Well, Um, I see this in my children because my daughter is very type A, needs to get things done. So she's very strong personality where my son is so chill. So even the dynamic in my home, I'm trying to help my daughter relax. And I just want my son to just teach her how to be, but the personality really plays a part here, I think. Definitely. Definitely. So, you know, usually when I'm working with someone, um, I mostly work one-to-one. So we get to go into these in-depth conversations and pick apart what, uh, what the most effective practice would be. But in general, what I say for people who are very type A, go, 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 is that, it will likely be easier for you to sit and meditate if you do something physical first. So if you, you know, just do a quick couple yoga poses, or maybe you go out for a run if the weather allows, or have a little dance party in your room, do a couple jump squats, you know, anything to physically move the energy in your body, because that's going to help kind of uh, like settle your body down a little bit. So once you do that, then you can sit down, have be in a bit of a better space to let the body relax, not fidget as much, not think so much. And then the way that I lead people into meditation usually is through the breath. So with that type A person, we're going to focus on doing longer exhales because that's going to help calm you down. Keep getting that excess energy out of your system and then continue allow your body to relax enough so that you can get into that meditative state where things become a bit more still, a bit more calm. See, this is helpful already to me because that makes sense. I try to meditate first thing when I wake up in the morning, but my Mm. mind is like all the things I have to do everywhere I have to go. Um, Even being locked up at home, I'm still like, podcast, this, the the, the, the clients, this meetings, this zoom, this. And when I try to meditate first thing in the morning, because I want to calm myself and enter these activities in a calm state, I just, I can't quiet the, the mind at all. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, 
there's no written rule that says that everyone must meditate first thing in the morning in order to set up your day. It can help, but depending on the way that you're wired, you have to adapt these practices to work for you. But if I worked out first, maybe, and then did my meditation, see, I'm going to try this tomorrow. There you go. (laughs) Somebody, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum who maybe has a hard time getting motivated or, you know, they want to meditate, but they just like, can't really be bothered to get it done. Then rather than focusing on a physical activity, um, they're going to want to focus first on the breath by emphasizing the inhale. So taking deeper and longer inhales, bringing some energy into the body, bringing in some motivation so that there's that extra willingness to uh, dive into your practice, to start your meditation practice. Mm. I like this. (laughs) Because these are just little things that I can tweak with my own children to help them get up or calm down. It's even just breathing and they Mm -hmm. they have no interest in meditating. But what is the, so everything I read and everything I'm consuming, they all say that meditation is what has changed their lives in some profound way. Like maybe not immediately, but over time. So why is that? Like, what is it about meditation that has given people this profound difference, made such a profound difference in people's lives? There are two perspectives we could go on this route. There's the spiritual perspective and there's the scientific perspective. Okay, let's so, do both because I talk okay. about both spiritual and scientific on the show. So, so let's from, just... okay, so <laughs> from the spiritual perspective, um, the you know, yoga is a system. It's yes, it is the poses that we do, but it also involves breath work and meditation and the rest. So the reason why people find this, these profound effects from meditation is because they're engaging in a practice where they are connecting inwards with themselves. Mm -hmm. So there's this really beautiful quote that I love that states yoga is the journey of the self to the self through the self. So we're coming back to ourselves, using our bodies, using our own faculties, using our breath, using our mind in our journey of our lives. So anytime that you spend time in peace and quiet with yourself, You can chop out the noise. You can let go of the expectations. You can really listen into what it is that you need. And then that sets you up to be better attuned to your needs, to better take care of yourself, um, and to feel connected to something greater than just the day-to-day minutia of life. So is yoga your only form of physical activity? No, yoga is not uh, my form of physical exercise. In fact, I don't count it as physical exercise at all. Okay. Um, I used to, when I first came to yoga, I was entirely in it for the flexibility and the yoga body, you know? Yeah. Um, Like the long, lean Pilates kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. I came from a dance background. I was like, right, yoga is going to be the next best thing to dancing. Here I go. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
focusing solely on the physical effect of my yoga practice wasn't doing me any justice when it came to getting better connected to myself. In fact, it was keeping me from connecting inwards because I was so fixated on my external experience. Mm. So then what did you do to shift? So I started doing more breath work and meditation. Okay. So really it's like a combination of all three to like, do you need to incorporate yoga and meditation or can you do meditation separate? Like, do I need, my question is as a type A, here I go, do I, in order to get the benefits of meditation, should I be incorporating yoga or can I just do one or the other? You don't have to. Um, I would say that if you were going to do one or the other, do meditation because Mm -hmm. Physical yoga is not going to get you, you know, if you practice the same amount of time doing physical yoga, it's not going to get you the same um, spiritual benefit that you would get from practicing the same amount of time doing meditation. Okay. Yeah. So did we talk about the scientific benefits of meditation? We haven't, but we will right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The scientific side, you know, lately there's been a lot more research into the benefits of meditation and mindfulness. Um, And I think overall what it's doing, you know, I don't have the exact technical terms. I'm not yet a qualified licensed therapist, but one day. You're working on it. Working on it. (laughs) But basically what it's doing is it's helping your body circulate more feel-good hormones. Um, and by getting, by giving a sense of peace um, and giving a sense of safety to your nervous system. Okay. But see, I don't feel that. A couple of times when I did, I did a guided meditation, because I think I want you to take us through how we start, because I just downloaded this guided meditation off the internet And when I listened, it just really invoked fear in my body. It was just, it was obviously was not the right one to start Mm -hmm. with. And I just saw just like just dark images and I, and I didn't like it. So I stopped doing that. So for me, it had like the adverse effects. So then I stopped meditating altogether for maybe two years. Cause I was like, Oh no, I'm accessing parts of who knows what's coming in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what I'm, so I'm like, no, this is too woo for me. I'm not doing this. And then I just started on my own, just sitting quietly for a bit because I read somewhere that you just need to sit and quiet your mind. But then I realized my mind does not quiet on its own. I need help like getting to that stage. So where does one start with meditation? Yeah, that's a really tough question to answer because again, it will be different for everyone. Mm -hmm. I think the key is to try a bunch of different meditations. You know, it takes time to find a teacher that you resonate with. It takes time to find someone whose voice you don't find extremely grating. It takes time to find someone whose language and intonation makes sense to you. Um, And also knowing that that will shift and change day to day, minute to minute and allowing that to be okay. You know? So I know that there's a lot of apps out there like Headspace and Calm. Yeah, I've never checked them out myself. Um, I have heard that a lot of people get benefit from them, but if 
you know, you don't want to try the apps for whatever reason, that's fine. There's plenty of videos on YouTube. You can have a quick scroll through and then failing that it might just be as simple as sitting down and counting your breath in for four out for four, repeating that five to 10 times and just seeing where that takes you. And then what would you do? Just try and extend the time every, every time you sit down or Yeah. Maybe you, the first time you try it, you take three rounds of breath counting in for four and out for four, and then you're done. That's your meditation for the day. And then maybe next time, if you have a bit more time, you have a bit more capacity and willingness to practice, you do it five rounds or 10 rounds. And then maybe you build up once the once you get to a certain round of breath and you feel you want to continue to sit, but let the counting of the breath go, then maybe you do that. I think the thing to remember with a meditation practice or with any practice really is that it's never going to be linear. It's never like, okay, I've done this step. Now I move up and then I've checked that box and then I move up. It's fluid and it has to move with you depending on what you're feeling and what you need in that moment. I'm just shaking my head, Kelsey, because non-linear, like this concept is beyond me. Like it's not beyond me, but this is where I struggle the most because I, I've been, you know, I've interviewed a few people on the show where they talk about moon rituals and life as a circle and time as a circle. And I don't know what it is, but it's for me, I don't know if I'm just too in touch with my masculine side or something, but for (laughs) me, it's like the calendar by the hour, like everything is, I'm here. Let me get to the next step. Let me get to the next step. Like this is an ongoing journey for me. But you know, that's okay too. You're not alone in that. Most people that I see have that same mindset and that is allowed. You know, if you want to make your meditation practice super structured and you say, okay, day one, I do three rounds of breath. Day two, I do three rounds of breath. Day three, I move it up to five and create some sort of structure that way. That's fine. You know? And then what will happen? Well, eventually I just get more chill. (laughs) Eventually. Or... The other thing that might happen is that this, you know, you use that as a way to bring you back down to chill. Like the thing I say is there's a reason why it's recommended to practice yoga daily. It's because you don't just meditate once and then sweet, I'm Buddha moving on with my life. You know, we do these practices daily. Is it meditation daily or because you said yoga daily? I use the two interchangeably. So I that's okay. okay. Um, But meditation daily, it's, you know, we do it daily to top ourselves up, to fill our cups. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like working a muscle. You know, you don't go to the gym once and say, all right, jacked for life. It's a continuous. That's the thing that I'm learning, right? That like, I, don't, I just, I just realize more and more, maybe it's as I get older that there is no end really. You know, it's, you're a forever student. You're always learning. You're always evolving you're always growing from what you knew like there's no end really it's just the journey yep and that's hard for a type a right because it's like I need to get to the finish line but there isn't one nope there isn't ever 
And that that's probably the, I would say as a type A, one of my biggest challenges is to remind myself of that. I know. So this is why I'm so intrigued with learning this whole, like becoming better at meditation. Is there even a better, like it, I'm measuring everything. I shouldn't really even be measuring. There's no better. It doesn't exist. That I mean, it's just constant change. That's all it is. <laughs> but see, that's the thing, right? And a lot of people, maybe that's why it's, it's such a struggle for some people because people don't do well with change. Absolutely not. We, we're not wired for it. It's not safe. Change is not safe, you know? So what can of- we do also, like, because that's another thing for me, like security and safety is a, mm-hmm. is a big thing for me. Like, what can we do now to just feel better about what's going on? That's a great question. Like, I wish I had the ultimate answer. (laughs) Um, Something that I do every day that helps me, or most days, I'm not going to say every day because that would be an absolute lie, but something I do make an effort to do most days is to just be grateful, be grateful for really simple, basic things. Mm I do that too. Every day I wake up, I, I just say thank you. Mm. And I just feel grateful that I have a pillow under my head and a warm blanket in the winter and heat in the house and these little things, right? And it just, it, it does help. Yeah. I think the key right now is to keep things simple. You know, this isn't the time. I mean, I shouldn't say this isn't the time, but if it doesn't feel right to be taking on big projects right now, that's okay. If it doesn't feel right to be pursuing resolutions or using, using the lockdown time to make your life better, that's okay. Um, because the more pressure we put on ourselves, the, the less sense of safety we're going to have, if that makes sense. But don't you feel like if you, I don't know, for me, if, I, if I'm doing something, I'm really not focusing on the things that might scare me. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And there is a benefit to that because I think if we were constantly confronting the things that we're afraid of, you can't really move through the world. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there does have to be a balance between, okay, I'm not, I'm not loving this feeling. Can I sit with it maybe for a second? Can I breathe with it maybe for a second? What does this feel like? okay, I don't really like that. I'm going to put that aside for now and go back to the to-do list. Mm-hmm. How did you find yoga in the first place? Like, did you, is, is there something that you are always interested in? Um, I mean, I was a dancer growing up. I danced from a really young age all the way through until early adulthood. And yoga just kind of started as a way to just stay flexible and stay in shape. Um, but once I got a little bit more into it and realized that there were other benefits than just my body and what effect that had on it. Um, that kind of evolved my practice a bit more. And then eventually, um, I decided to do a teacher training course and just kind of evolved from there. You are not on social media. No, I am not. And why did you decide? So this is like mind blowing for people. I'm sure that you disconnected from Instagram. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me why? 
Yeah, absolutely. I. You're still alive. I know. <laughs> Life happens. I still eat meals. I still do fun things. Um, yeah, life carries on. Um, I was heavily on Instagram, but what ended up happening was it just, it was diluting my connection to myself and what I wanted for my life professionally and personally. You know, I'm a type, I'm the type of person that runs pretty high anxiety and is very familiar at comparing myself to others. And I just kind of figured, why am I adding extra stress to my day that I don't need? Why am I giving myself more obstacles to get through when I know that social media doesn't contribute anything deeply meaningful to my life. So it started as just a little challenge I gave myself as being off of it for a month. And then I just never went back. (laughs) So this is interesting to me. Why did you just not unfollow the people or the accounts that might've triggered you? Why did you decide to jump off it all completely? I tried that. Yeah. It just didn't feel like it was a space I had full control over. Do you still, do you still watch Netflix? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a, now. <laughs> <laughs> there's a documentary on Netflix called the social dilemma. Yes. That was mind blowing. I wanted to take my children's phone, like my, well, I'm not on it as much as my kids. Like I use it as a business yeah. tool, but my kids are on it constantly. And after that, um, documentary, I just wanted to throw our phones away. Yeah, Absolutely. But it's really interesting to me that you decided to do that because you're you're in that age demographic that I would think it would be your way of connecting with people also. I suppose yes and no. I mean, I still have Facebook that I, you know, mostly post pictures of my dog. Um, <laughs> so I can connect with anyone I need to through there. And... I don't feel like I'm missing anything from my life. Did you at first? Not really. I will say though, that now that TikTok has come on the scene, Mm -hmm. I do feel, well, I did feel like I was missing out on something with that because Mm -hmm. it was for a while. It was, well, it was such a part of the cultural fabric. You know, Mm -hmm. there was TikTok dances and challenges and my friends were constantly chatting about all these things. So I actually downloaded TikTok the other week, uh, got into a TikTok hole for about five hours one day and realized, yeah, this is not the way I want to be spending my time. Like this isn't in alignment for me. It doesn't work for me. So I just deleted it. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. I don't, I won't even go on TikTok because I know it will just be a huge rabbit hole for me and I'll never get out. It is. It is. And, and the thing is, these programs are designed that way. You know, the people who develop these apps know exactly how to hack our psychology to keep us scrolling on the friggin' phones. So what do you do then? You're, you're not, you're sticking. So this is so interesting to me, (laughs) (laughs) but you're not documenting everything and you're not engaging. So you are in full control of how you spend your time. Yeah. I mean, you know, I still engage with the internet. I'm not going to say that I'm, you know, completely tech free. I don't think that I would fare well in this world if I didn't have access to the internet. And I fully own that about myself. Um, 
but well yeah, but that's the know, future though and everything's moving to the internet yeah, yeah I think ultimately I think ultimately what it comes down to is just awareness and choice like having the awareness of how these things affect you and then also having the awareness to know that you have a choice in how you engage with it because I think sometimes you know something comes along or it becomes a part of our social field and we don't recognize that we actually do have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I think that's all it comes down to. It's kind of like with the news for me as well, right? I'll, I'll just tap in when I want an update, but I don't necessarily spend hours and hours scrolling through that fear-based mentality or headline, right? Because it really feels like it's tricking or playing with my mind. Yeah. And I just don't want to go there. It's like having being in your own bubble. So do you think that we're all living like that? We're all living in our own little bubbles and just doing what we can to get through this whole time? Yeah, I think so to a big degree, especially now, you know, I think we do. I think humans naturally are kind of wired to just consider their immediate, you know, their bubble, their family, their group. Mm -hmm. Um, their immediate community as just kind of a survival thing. But, you know, the circumstances that we're now in with technology being so available and also being so physically isolated, I think that makes that a lot easier. Um, I was just on my, um, on my recent episode, I don't know if it's out yet, but I was just talking about that. We're so isolated, but I haven't been so connected to people in my, in my circle in years. Because mm-hmm. I, we do have that ability to reach out over technology to do that. Yeah. It's, you know, pros and cons, blessings and curses, the whole, it's all true all at the same time. It all gets to exist all at the same time. And like, that's just life, you know? <laughs> so before we wrap up, because I know your time is valuable um, and I don't want to keep you from your studies. But can you give us like maybe three things that we can do to maintain like a calm mindset or a, a better focused mindset going into our days or like a, a daily habit we can we can work on or implement? I think the biggest thing would be to establish a sense of safety and security somehow in your day. So if that's practicing gratitude, um, if that's doing a spiritual practice, whether it's meditation, connecting to a higher power, um, whether it's a physical practice of just feeling your body, feeling safe and grounded in your body, feeling your breath. Um, So I think establishing a sense of safety and security is really important. Do you think most of our anxiety comes from worrying about what is coming for us in the future? Yes, 100%. Or not knowing, or not knowing what's coming for us in the future either. There's another quote that's um, anxiety is a manifestation of worrying about the future and depression is a manifestation of worrying about the past. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of using that as a barometer to check in with yourself is really helpful. Um because, you know, one of the things that yoga and meditation teaches us is to be present, to be present mm-hmm. with ourselves. And I think that and that's the thing, everyone, that's oh. the thing that everyone I think struggles with is just to stay in the present moment, because right now it's very difficult to it's not, well, not to think of what, how, of how life was or yeah. what's 
waiting for us in the future. It's very important, I think, to get into that. Yeah, we're kind of, we're getting it from both sides, aren't we? So, you know, finding a way to be present as much as you can, I think will help establish that sense of safety and security. And even if just for a brief moment, give people some relief from the chaos. Thanks so much, my dear friend. My nice to see your face. Has, do people tell you that you look like just uh, Haley Bieber? I get that all the time. <laughs> Not trying to float my own boat or anything, but you are I like get it all the time. I, I love it. I know you are a stunner. I I, I thought that even oh. years ago, but you, like you just you look you're glowing. You're happy. Maybe I'm going to take a little bit of a break from social media for a couple of days for a weekend at least. You know. It seems to work for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're a stunner. You've always been, and I just love your energy. I love being around you. You just, I don't know, you just have a way of calming. You just have a calm, maybe it's all the yoga teaching and, and the patience that you have, but you just have this calmness about you. And I just feel like this hour with you has just been, you know, I can float through my day now. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to be on with you. Oh, I hope to see you again soon, my friend. Yes, definitely. Well, beauty, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you have a second, please rate, review, and hit subscribe. Don't forget to share Align and Hustle with a friend. For more information, be sure to check out the podcast page at www.kathyspence.com slash podcast. I hope to see you here again next Tuesday. Talk soon.